The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Preparing to preach on today's gospel, one pastor described John the Baptist's appearance as crashing the Christmas party. Setting aside the anachronisms, it does feel a little like that. Hearing this text on this second Sunday of Advent when we are celebrating hope and peace and love and joy, and especially here at Ascension when we are hanging the green in the sanctuary, John's call to repentance hits us like a cold bucket of water. Instead of appearing on the streets of Jerusalem or in the temple, John calls people out of their familiar surroundings to come and see him in the stark and barren wilderness of the desert. The Gospel writer tells us that the people of Jerusalem and all of Judea came to see him. And while that was likely an exaggeration, the account of John's appearance shows up in all four of our Gospels, so there is no doubt that it was significant. 
The gospel tells us that the people were confessing their sins to him, and he was baptizing them in the river Jordan. But it's the words of the prophet Isaiah that describe John that caught my attention today. In the chapter 57 of Isaiah, it says, And it shall be said, Build up. Build up. Prepare the way. Remove every obstacle out of the way of my people. Prepare the way. Eugene Peterson says in his paraphrase of the Matthean text, prepare for God's arrival. So instead of a party crasher, I think John is actually the party planner. As we adorn this sanctuary with the evergreens and bells, candles and ornaments, he invites us to prepare the way not only for our celebration of Christmas in a few weeks, but as disciples for God's arrival, for the kingdom come on earth. We are here to prepare the way, to remove the obstacles and repent of our sin, to clear the way that others may see God's love, and to make space for God in our lives. Repenting of our sin isn't just about naming our failures and trying to do better. It isn't the result of earnest, self-directed soul-searching. In Scripture, God is always the actor. And we respond to what God is doing. Repentance, then, is inviting God to do what we cannot do ourselves. It is inviting God to lead us in changing not only how we act and what we believe, but who we are. Clearing the way for others to see God's love often means getting out of the way. Church hurt is real. There are congregations and people who cause harm in God's name. Don't do that. Clearing the way may mean welcoming people as they are, even when they don't look or smell or talk or believe like you. It's recognizing that a church is a really strange place on Sunday morning with a lot of unfamiliar words and people up here in the chancel dressed oddly. And we don't know we don't learn how to read a hymnal or say the creed or even pray anywhere else. It takes courage to be in this space and to be open to listening to God. Making space for God in our own lives in a time of year that is so full of expectations may be the biggest challenge. But John invites us to get out of what is familiar and go someplace else, stripped of distractions and advertisements that shout at us, and listen for God's word.
That's what we see happening at the river with John. The people make their way to the river where they hear God speaking through him and they respond with repentance. In our text in verse 11, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. John always points to Jesus. Peter's paraphrase is, I am baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The action we anticipate is not ours, but God's. God ignites the kingdom life within us, and God changes us from the inside out. Let us prepare the way. Amen.